You're listening to the We Talk Nerd podcast, the podcast about gaming, movies, and everything nerd. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm Andrew. And I'm Rob. And uh, we'll start off with Rob this week and see what he's been up to. Yeah, so I'm on my uh, never-ending playthrough of Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, <laughs> I got to the Croca... Crocopolis. Oh, uh, yeah. Crocodile yeah. Island land place. Yeah. I yeah. keep getting stream sniped, so I can't... Uh, I can't get my way through the arena. I need to actually learn how to fight in that game. <laughs> I know how to counterattack, but when there's like a whole bunch of people around, I need to figure out a little bit there. Um, I tried out a new game called Slay the Spire. I was getting blasted by people recommending it, so I decided to go ahead and take the plunge. <laughs> Fire. Yeah, and we could talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. And um, I got started up Nino Kuni 2, um, and really enjoyed what little i played of it but i want to do a review on it but i want to give it a little bit more time to go through but yeah. it is yeah it's so magical looking like it's such a great looking game but i feel like the story is gonna be so weird because i wasn't expecting to see like handguns in the game <laughs> yeah from there. what i've watched streamed wise it's kind of odd to me yeah but i hear but, it's it's also separate from the first one so you can play this one without any context of the previous so yeah which is kind of weird because the first one was so like quaint like you're in like a little village and in this one you're in like a place where like nuke went off so uh, mm. very different in terms of the setting so um mm. but yeah uh hopefully i'll have a nice in-depth review next week um but you like i'm finally getting back to playing games again after taking a break and trying to be an adult and uh it's really nice you said trying i try hard yeah that's all you can do. Yeah. About you, Baron, or uh, Andrew. Uh, I have been playing Celeste still. I beat the game, but there's these, th- these these things called B-sides, and they're basically the impossible version of the level that you just did, but it also unlocks the next part of the game. So I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to progress in those, and those levels are <laughs> really frustrating long and hard so i i'm i'm just i'm just really getting through that and i love you, it i still you love said it. you beat the game last week though i we beat, trusted... beat the game i beat it well so mm. but do, do the bead sides and uh also I, I i recommend that that entire album like the the b-sides and the actual uh, uh soundtrack if you have to if you want to listen to it it's so good so good uh other than that i fixed my server which was a power supply issue and i got my phone back which is not not having a phone for a week, do that experiment. Just not having a phone for a week. It's no, terrible. It's terrible. It'd be odd. Yeah, it's very <laughs> odd. I don't know what to do with my hands. hands. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. Cool, cool. Uh I've been plugging away at Divinity uh still. Got a got a little bit more into gears and uh learned they put in a whole lot of extra stuff that I guess wasn't in the very original copy in storyline wise. So what I thought would be a very short day of let's get to the end turned out to be a very long, grueling, I've never done this before, this is terrible, this is incredibly hard, and yeah, not get right far. <laughs> I watched you guys uh, discover these new items that oh, you hadn't man. seen it got, so you, Was you hanging out in there? It, I, I was very yeah. salty at some a little parts. Bit. Yeah, I could tell. Um, there was a lot of <laughs> yelling, and Jared just kind of going, ugh, again. Ugh, it... It brought back a lot of memories of the I'm same. Sure. I got a lot of a lot of trouble for uh, playing those games back in the day and how frustrating it would get. Yeah, but, I think uh, yeah. I had to finally jump off after about the 30th 
death in the same <laughs> room. I'm like, I can't keep watching this. Like it's hurting my brain. Like just oh, but oh, it's, it's did you guys power through it? Did you finish? We haven't finished it quite yet, but we did get through where uh, you know where all the stuff we were stuck on. The only reason we stopped is because of a a bug that you know we had to reset the game, and we just like yes, yeah, let's, let's go grab some food and mm. just kind of mellow out for a while. <laughs> You need that. And uh yeah, Jared's out of town, so we haven't really picked back up on it yet. But uh we probably will. Hopefully maybe some tomorrow. But uh because Friday uh we have a good a game called Gears of uh God of War coming out. God Gears of War. God of War coming out. <laughs> I've heard about this game. Yeah, and it, uh it's getting some incredible reviews. Oh yeah? Yeah, I think right now Metacritic is sitting at ninety five percent out of eighty nine reviewers. Yeah, they pull out all the stops of this game. I actually, this is the game that convinced me to do the PS4 upgrade. So it'll be uh, showing up this Friday, the Gears of, or the God of War edition, <laughs> uh, PS4. So nice, nice. Yeah. So I'll be, uh, Pro. I'll be playing that a little bit. And uh, yeah. yeah, we can talk about it next week. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait. And also next week, we'll probably, I don't know if you guys have heard of Battletech. I'll, Talk a little bit about Battletech, sort of like a mechy version of uh, XCOM. Yeah, I watched Co play it. Um, mm-hmm. Looks cool. I'm I'm curious to see what other people think. Yeah, so I'll be checking that out. We're, this week, nothing really new to talk about besides playing some more Divinity. So, yeah, I guess we can just jump on in the news and let's talk about this. Uh, this is pretty shocking, I would say. Yeah. What, what do you think, Rob? Big news. Um, Thirty something years in the making, right? Um. You know, Billy Mitchell, uh, stripped of all Twin Galaxies records that he holds. Um, for people that don't know what I just said, uh, Billy Mitchell is one of the original, like, hardcore gamers. Like, he he made original his fame. Nerd. Right. He made his fame in being really good at the original Atari games. You know, your Pac-Mans, your Donkey Kongs. Like, he was like an arcade wizard kind of guy. And Twin Galaxies is the quote-unquote official repository of all high scores so you remember you like you'd read read like nintendo power like egm and like there'd be these like high scores on the back those were those were not the legitimate ones uh twin galaxy is the one that actually maintained so in 2014 they had a leadership change at twin galaxies uh because the guy that originally ran it uh, walter day um was not really vetting the scores very properly and people were submitting scores that apparently were, you know, bogus. And now they are reviewing them all. And Billy Mitchell is by far the biggest name on Twin Galaxies. And for them to strip everything off of there uh, takes away a lot of world firsts, um, including the perfect game of Pac-Man. Um, I think he was the first one to do that. I don't know if he's the only one to do that. Meaning he never died, went through all 255 levels and crashed the game because it ran out of memory. <laughs> and then... Uh, the first player to score over a million points in Donkey Kong. Um, did you guys ever watch that movie, uh, King of Kong? No, no, I haven't actually. Is that about him? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's about him and a guy named Steve Weeby, uh, and they're uh, they're two guys that are competing for the high score in Donkey Kong Junior. And um, it's actually it, it's a documentary on Netflix, and it's absolutely amazing. You will not realize just how much you care about who has the high score in Donkey Kong. <laughs> uh, great you know great movie you gotta check it out and I, I was fascinated with billy mitchell for years based upon that because he is like a, a super villain uh is what they make him out to be and i don't think it's too far off maybe real life so he's a he's a perfect he's the first like one of the first professional gamers i right? would say 
he was one of the first famous professional gamers. Right. Be, back when they said, hey, we need to take this out of the arcades and start making it an, a national thing, you know, mm-hmm. an international type of ranking system. Right. Um, yeah. He, he was one of the originals. And how about losing credibility of that site and everything? Like, well, they... I think this, I think this probably restores some of that credibility. Um, it's right. now being run by a guy named Jace Hall. Uh, Jace Hall, you, you may know him as uh, one of the original um, leads in uh, Monolith games. Uh, they made games hmm. like Blood and um, Blood 2. <laughs> <laughs> no, Monolith, Monolith made um, Shadow, Shadow, right? No, uh, no. Oh. So that, um, so I think they're using the same name, but it's not the same people. Oh, uh, they also—I want to say—they also did the No One Lives Forever games. So they've got a good pedigree yeah. of games, uh, but kind of old school. And yeah, he acquired or took over for Twin Galaxies and basically said everything's up for review now. So. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, which is which is what it needed to do from a credibility standpoint because there was a lot of records in there that could that were just impossible, right? Yeah. And he's so, he's losing sponsorships, I'm sure, and everything like that. Billy, Billy, that is. Yeah, like he has to be. Yeah. Well, did you ever see that uh that M. Sandler movie Pixels? I no, because it's gotten horrible. Oh reviews. god! Oh god! It is. It's terrible. But if you remember Peter Dinklage, the uh, yeah. you know, short guy. That's his character is based on Billy Mitchell. Oh, okay. So if you're familiar with that, that's you know kind of where that inspiration came from. In case I do watch it. Yeah, and spoiler, he cheats in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) So wow, so art imitating real life. There you go. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah. So I guess maybe another. Yeah. Yeah, some other crazy stuff. Um, If you're still playing Sea of Thieves, which I haven't really got the chance to group up with anybody but we have a big uh like sort of like a roadmap come out yeah they they basically said we are gonna give new uh new content um and i think the best news is that it won't cost anything uh updates to sea of thieves will be free um they are not planning to uh release any microtransaction based uh um content so this will be just totally just available and they're launching the first one next month Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're supposed to be adding new enemy types and mm-hmm. new uh, mission types as part of this. And there are some uh, in the roadmap. There's you know even quite a bit more. And they they put some stuff on the back burner that they don't think is going to be as important to players, like the you know the parrot and uh, some of the ship customization stuff. And they're going to try to expedite the gameplay stuff so that there's more playable content available for players. Isn't there a new ship type coming out? For yeah, like yeah, two to three players. Play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're supposed that, to be. So that'll be that'll be cool because the galleon's gigantic and the sloop is right. small, and there's right. just there's not a happy middle ground. There. Just right. Yeah, exactly. I think three people on a galleon is not enough no. uh, to really pilot it. So you do need something, and three on a sloop would be way too way too way too tight. Yeah, overkill. Mm-hmm. For sure, but, for sure. But uh, I think it's good yeah. that they're at least they're th- throwing it out there. You know, a lot of people bought the game, liked it, felt a little light on content, and uh, it's good to see they're coming up with some more stuff. Well, the real question is, are they? And this is what I've been seeing around town, around town, uh, is that they are listening to every single thing that the community is saying. So yeah. these are requested items that people have been. I, I think the ship idea actually spawned on Reddit. Yeah, it could be. 
could be the um the actual like like the reality here is that xbox is lacking for first party content you know that's yeah. it's no it's you know no surprise yeah. to anybody no surprise. that they don't have a lot to differentiate so this needs to be a home run hit and if it's anything less than that then they've got to really take another look and reevaluate what they need to do to make it that home run hit whether it's giving away more content or you know doing things to get more players in you know really whatever it takes i think it's got a great framework of a game i still think it's a ton of fun but i would like to see some more content as it comes out yeah I feel the same way. And something that kind of piqued my curiosity was they talked about a uh, like an, a, some kind of event where people will group up together to try to take down the event. Sort of like the uh, the raids, but more focused on n- not fighting each other and focused mm-hmm. on taking down what's in front of you. Yeah, and so. I think one of the things you'll eventually see is probably a non-PVP type of zone uh, for mm-hmm. people that just... It, it can, it's a rough life out there if you're, uh, you know, a sloop player, uh, you know, traveling alone. I thought you were uh, going to say know. filthy casual, but yeah, well, filthy <laughs> casual too, um, <laughs> because I don't know if you've ever watched King Goth playing uh, <laughs> Sea of Thieves, but he says this is Sea of Thieves, not Sea of Friendship. It's terrible. It's a good he, point. And he is brutal to people. Yeah. <laughs> he. Oh, something we never talked about was uh, the pirate legend. Have we talked about pirate legend? We did talk that. about the guy that got everyone to do it for him. And there's been a couple of other pirate legends that have come up. There's probably 20 in the world right now. Mm-hmm. So it's still a very difficult and time consuming thing to do. I'm, I'm nowhere near it. I haven't had any time to play, but you know, I yeah. do want to get back to it. The last thing I'll say about it is to, I'm interested in the game. I would like some more differentiation of loot to get me mm-hmm in a progression system. That's just me. Because yeah. I like what they're doing. They're listening to their people. They're making the game the gameplay loops great from my here. I just want a little bit more. That's all. For a sixty dollar mm-hmm. game. Sixty dollars. You know, we could actually change what we're talking about and plug like Destiny two in there and the like conversation wouldn't change much. It well, is yeah. though. <laughs> it the is the whole part about them listening to the community. Except that. Except that. <laughs> yeah. You guys will be back and then we'll talk about it. There you go. Oh, man. Well, speaking of things coming back, uh, do you hear Red Dead Redemption is getting a 4K update for the Xbox One X? That's amazing. It's like a 10-year-old game that they're totally revamping, bringing out in 4K. I think they're going to do it for uh, Gears 2 as well. I I could believe it, yeah. They've they've done a few things. They did it for the original Skyrim. Of course, they have like a a new Skyrim version available. Um, Every year. And I heard they're doing it for KOTOR, too. So Nice. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, there'd be some cool stuff coming up. So That's uh, something Xbox is, I would arguably say, probably the best at right now is supporting old games. Yeah. If, if you didn't have a PC that could play like a multitude of games, then an mm-hmm. Xbox is the best play to be able to have a huge library of games that it, you know, spans all types of, of game types. Yeah, all generation, all their mm-hmm. generations. So yeah, you yeah. can play back to the original Xbox, which is really cool because I had a there was a lot of games on there I really enjoyed. A lot of good games. Mm-hmm. On top of being the home of the premium console, Xbox One X, we haven't talked about it much, yeah. but it it is it the is best the premium console, console. Yeah. out there. Along, but of course, what makes a console is the games. Mm-hmm. But in 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 essence, if you're playing. Uh, the games like Red Dead Redemption, but you can play it in 4K. There you go. Yeah. 
and I'll tell you, I have the Xbox One X, and it's a it's night and day difference against the original Xbox One. There you go. Um, it's just it's there's no comparison between it, and even like some of the other games just look nicer for that. And it's really surprising which games get updates. I think we talked about a little bit ago, but like Mm -hmm. The Witcher got like an HDR and 4K update, you know, just out of nowhere. Like no one asked for it. It just, it's there. And it's like, thanks. (laughs) No no (laughs) additional cost. It's just all of a sudden now it's, you know, cutting edge and it looks amazing. So um, it's the value is there for Xbox. And a lot of that's due to the backwards compatibility. Now they need to get their, their newer yeah. offerings up and really, you know, make that a no-brainer. But otherwise, yeah. you know, because PlayStation, that, that's tough to compete against. You got God of War coming out. God of War, you got that Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I mean, there's Last no stopping. Yeah, the the new PlayStation offerings from just being the game Crazy. everyone's playing. You know, they had Horizon. Like, mm-hmm. oh. and did you hear yeah, about they have the some new, killer exclusives? Possibly new hardware coming out for PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. From what I heard, so, it's far, far off. Yeah, yeah they did but say we might see something bad. about an E3. So, if they know. announce an E3, it will be released not this year, but it'll be a 2019 right. like holiday release. I would think. I think it's further off than that. Yeah. yeah. I think you're probably looking more like a 2020 really type of release. Yeah. Well, Xbox yeah. One X did. But when was that announced? That was like two years ago or one year ago? They announced it two years ago, and then it took them 18 months to okay. launch. I got you. So they announced it in 2015, and then they dropped in 2017, like November. So it took them like a year and a half. So we can expect maybe the same timeline like, like you mentioned. Okay. I would I think you. so. Yeah, I would think so. Cool. Yeah, and we got E3 coming around the corner, so we had a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Oh, yeah, always but, fun. Uh, something, tell me about something we might see at E3. A super secret nobody knows. Oh about. God! I, you know, if they actually do come out with this, I'll be I'll be so happy. But I'll be on that. <laughs> there is a new Bioshock game in development. At super yes. secret, super secret Bioshock game. Yeah, they they've released no details, but there has been a couple of you know some speculation out there uh, that it could actually be a futuristic Bioshock game, uh, potentially mm-hmm. tying in with the um, System Shock type of uh, type of storyline. Um, the only concern, I should say there's a lot of concerns, but one of the concerns I have is this will be the first one without Ken Levine involved in some way. Uh, he was the guy who basically created this and, and brought it through. And what makes Bioshock so unique is a lot of his vision. And with him not being there, I'm a little concerned about, okay, well, what's it going to be like? Cause he wasn't as involved in Bioshock too. And it's, even though it's one of the most fun of the series, it's also one of the weakest from a lore and storyline standpoint. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. So, so we'll see. Um, but I mean, I was blown away by Bioshock Infinite. Like that was such mm-hmm. a fun game, even though it wasn't a lot of combat. It was such a great gaming experience. Nice looking. But, yeah, and I still think about it from time to time, just like that. Ending. I think it actually got an Xbox One X update. It, it, yeah, it could have. Um, I think it did. It's it's getting to where it's just happening so frequent now that it's just everything's got it. <laughs> yes, almost not even news. <laughs> Man, well, Great let's news. talk about something that uh, may or may not strike a chord with some people. But Black Ops Four it has been confirmed not to have a single player campaign. I feel like that's a mistake. 
but it will have a battle royale <laughs> money like we've talked about already before i really hope they pack in microtransactions <laughs> it's call of duty you know they will yeah 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 okay. and it's see i think black ops is probably the most heavily like story featured of the call of duty games yes. yeah yeah um the I, I still think of call of uh black ops 2 uh with mm-hmm. the um was a one or two one one of them had like the russian spy missions uh that was the first one? i think that was the first one because uh two was the one with like you switch back and forth between the future right tech, where the bullets would like hug around walls and stuff and that was still kind of cool but it had mm-hmm. this like kind of you go back in time and then forward in time and you're looking for this particular uh, right. this guy you're trying to track down but yeah i found the, the stories i thought was very interesting I feel like you need it to. I mean, when you when you watch the commercial, you need a trailer for all the cool stuff you're going to see, and they always take it from the campaign. So mm-hmm. now it's going to be all based on their battle royale mode, which um, I don't know. It's it's a bit lazy in my opinion, but I haven't been a Call of Duty player for a while, so I'm not the right. I'm not the guy they're shooting for anyway. I don't know. I'm I'm to be honest with you, I could be interested in seeing what a AAA title with battle royale looks like. Oh yeah, because we haven't we haven't really seen that yet. No. So, and a, a game like Call of Duty, you know they 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 could do it, maybe possibly. I don't know. It'd be hard. It that'd be a lot of system changes. I think it couldn't it couldn't be like a team deathmatch type of situation, but just with a hundred people dropped in at random locations. I think it, I think it can do well, mainly because the the player base in general of any of th- any of the Black Ops series is large and they'll have the player base already so mm-hmm. just drop them in a battle royale and then you yeah. know let let the let the news ensue and let let the hype get generated from that um, now would you pay sixty dollars for a call of duty game with no campaign i wouldn't I, pay sixty dollars for a call of duty game at all well do you think you should come out on the shelf for the sixty dollar price tag? oh yeah i think you it think it will a hundred dollar you know microtransaction loaded see I, i'm in the um, camper i don't if they're just selling multiplayer i don't i think it should have a 40 dollar price tag most of the people that buy any of those games are playing are, for the multiplayer i mean yeah. you're right you're right and there's no way they're gonna develop this thing which is probably gonna cost them like a hundred million dollars to even make in the first place and then not have a six you know a premium price tag especially when it's one of the most famous franchises in all of gaming right now uh it'd be like you know bringing out a halo game at 20 bucks you, you just wouldn't do it you know no that's well i like to put it this way too to to charge the premium price i have to put it this way if they went with the normal hey give you a single player give you some multiplayer with the same paragon whatever you think it'll still be good in this day and age with all the battle royales i don't i don't think so they have to they have to get with times right well, there's it's yeah. more than just that. So they they haven't made a battle royale, Activision, right? Like they don't have no, no. an in-house experience on like how to even do that. And one of the things about battle royales that I kind of dislike but understand is that you have to be somewhat simple with the graphics because it's all about fast response. It's very times. demanding. Yeah, very demanding. You got to have big, wide open areas, and because of that, you really can't have like super high, crazy resolution stuff that. I expect to see in a Call of Duty game. Like in a Call of Duty game, I expect production values and I expect like planes flying overhead and like a whole bunch of like crazy stuff going on and very loud and kind of bombastic. And you won't get that in a battle royale. 
because mm-hmm. battle royals are typically everyone be quiet, everyone sneak together, mm-hmm. and then you start picking each other off, and you hear some rat-a-tat-tats, and it's done. Yeah. So it doesn't really fit Maybe the so. Call of Duty MO, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know, Black Ops, uh, if, you know, just the name itself implies maybe some stealthness to it. So uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll, maybe we'll see some kind of major change to the Call of Duty formula we haven't seen in a very long time. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about it more. It's, yep. uh, it's big of news. Course. But uh, it's one of, I've just thought of something tacked on into that. The, I think the last game, not not World War Two, but the one before that came with the uh, Infinite Infinite Warfare. Or yeah, it came with the remaster of the first Modern Warfare. Yeah. Yeah, it had, and I believe Black Ops War will have uh, Modern Warfare 2 with it, okay. but they've said they're not putting uh, multiplayer on it. It will just be the campaign from Modern Warfare 2. You know, they sold yeah. that uh, that remake of the original Call of Duty Modern Warfare for $40. So if you didn't buy it with Infinite, with the Infinite one, was it Infinite Warfare? Yeah. yeah. Then you had to pay 40 bucks straight up for it. Yeah, which is... I mean, when you talk about, are they going to charge $60 for a Call of Duty game? Yeah, if they could get away with it, they charge $100. <laughs> so I don't think we're going to see any deals on it. No. But uh, still with the Battle Royale, the Battle Royale theme, uh, apparently DICE is uh, prototyping a Battlefield Five Battle Royale uh, right now. So we are going to we're going to start seeing every major FPS probably have a Battle Royale mode. Yeah. Now, I think DICE can do it, though. Yeah. yeah. You think so? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because they they invented the whole massive mm-hmm. combat, you know, type of system where, you know, the original, like, 1942, which is the first game I ever played by DICE, and I think it was their first one. Um, you know, you even if you only had, like, 10 on 10, it felt like there was, like, 300 people. It was very massive. Fighting. <laughs> yeah. So it was huge in scope. and, and the fact How do you think you a Battle Royale would work? Because Battlefield's big on vehicles and stuff. How do you think that'll work in a Battle Royale setting? Um, well, I think, think you it can exists? introduce vehicles. Because there's vehicles in PUBG. But I mean, like, your, your tanks and your planes. and That'll be great, in my opinion. Yeah. You, 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 throw, I feel like target, you throw a target on your back if you go out there in a tank. Yeah. But you're also in a tank. Yeah. Oh, they'll have satchel <laughs> charges or something. They'll have ways of dealing <laughs> yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know. So they, but, they somewhat already do this, honestly. But yeah. just one one side versus the other, you just make it now oh, a shrinking ring. Yeah. Or that's, a... that's, I think I don't think it's going to be too much of a change for them. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe implementing some. I would like to see them introduce something else rather than battle. Like Fortnite introduced building. Obviously, this one may have mm-hmm. more vehicles. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. They're so. very good at establishing choke points and setting up the battlefield to be to kind of force dynamics. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like you would go in and, and it might be like, um, you know, during the original game, you would have just like the open field and like the trenches and everything, but they would kind of funnel you towards like places where you'd have to encounter the other enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I yeah, think I that, yeah. there's a good chance that their battle royale, if anyone's going to make a really good, like triple a battle royale, I think it would be dice. I agree. Yeah. Just get just given what they've already done in multiplayer. Just no microtransactions, please. That'd be great. Yeah. Battlefield's already got a microtransaction. I think they're kind of one of the first ones that, like they sold the uh not like Battlefront, what, maybe the as well. Fast track. Maybe that. 
Don't do that. Don't do battle. Well, yeah, don't definitely don't do anything like that. Hey, That'll be really transactions, bad. You get a tank if you just buy it. Go ahead. <laughs> well, there was some news this past week about their new CEO and how he is uh, realizing that he said that the community and players do not view EA the same way that they do. And they feel like uh, they need to work to improve their um, perception, mm -hmm. which, you know, yeah, they've been evil for so long. Like, it's such a weird thing to hear them say that. Um, they've yeah, never they... ever really admitted that they've <laughs> done poorly in the past. But, like, back in the day, you it wasn't as bad. You think of EA, you'd be like, oh, this is an EA game? Oh, that sounds like it's going to be a good quality game. Now you hear, oh, it's an EA game. You're like, oh, no. Yeah, you have just an expectation of what they're going to do to it. Yeah. I, I think their first game that they really got kind of a bloody nose on was the Black and White game by Peter Molyneux. I like that game, but yeah, probably, I would say something. Well, they had promised a bunch of stuff, and it just yeah. never really came right. to fruition. And that's where I think the EA hate kind of started. But they, I don't know they could have done any worse than what they did with SimCity. You know, going back a couple of years. I that was bad. Wow. Yeah, yeah was they, bad. they made a $60 premium SimCity that was smaller than the previous iteration. And you had to always be online. And they lied so about like, why no, multi Like, there wasn't any, like, net multiplayer function. Mm -hmm. Which is, exactly. you had to be online to play it. Exactly. So, we'll see. Yeah. I'm not holding my breath on EA turning it around. But speaking of turning yeah. things around for the better. Yeah. <laughs> and failing to do so no. No. take it away Andrew. no 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 no. you you put down the summit i'll let you talk about the summit no i just put it down because i know you want to talk about it but yeah okay. destiny 2 summit with players and devs they have bungie has opened their arms and invited uh some of their largest critics and supporters to a uh a uh meeting in bellevue washington um and they're going to tell them some things about what's coming up, but not let them talk about it. Yeah, there's definitely an NDA. They, at least the streamers that I have watched have said that they're going to show them some things, some changes. And of course, they're going to hopefully give their their criticisms to what they're going to do, what they're going to see. Because that's the whole point is giving getting all of these well-known streamers, content creators, and guardians that have played PvP and PvE alike to get the game in a in a great position for September. In a playable state? Well, not yeah. it's playable. It's playable <laughs> right now, okay? But the idea is that you, you have you have these um, passionate people that really want the game to be something yeah. great. And th these are the people that are going to steam that they're going to they're going to have a a good impact on the community. Well, they'll have an impact one way or the other. They'll either yeah. be super critical of it and drive, you know, resentment for the game, or they'll help drive some acceptance of where the game is at. I, I really hope they're able to do something with it because otherwise, it looks like a publicity stunt to try to maybe change the perception of what they're trying to do. The fact that they have to sign NDAs and they're not coming back with any other data or any kind of information means they're basically just coming back and saying okay, yeah, things are going to get better. And I mean, I just don't know if that's the way the internet works nowadays. That yeah, but this isn't the first time place. they've done this, though. Like, they've done this back in Destiny 1 a couple times from I remember. Uh, not only did they do that, they, they, they had them 
on a stream telling them of some new stuff but that's what's kind of weird and i agree with you is they're not putting out a stream they're they're just they're just saying that this is the next step which we're all supposed to to accept mm-hmm. and that that's just, that's the part that kind of scares me because this is for the future of destiny this is a game breaking update in september basically this is a new expansion if they mm-hmm. don't do well in this i i am going to say no one's coming back yeah so um yeah. they have to get they have to get everyone on board this is their chance and i hope they do well that's all we can hope for as a community mm-hmm. yeah yeah we got the the division two coming and anthem coming they have so competition people are, gun- people are gunning for that uh that spot destiny once held yeah i think they should because looter shooters is my game my sort of game any looter shooter that comes out even if it's like indie i would play it because <laughs> that's that's my game right now no one's no one's vying for that spot right now borderlands 3 could take it right now yeah, if they wanted to but well, obviously borderlands that's not ready three probably deserves it more than a lot of the other ones yeah they, they've had three releases and all three have been amazing so four but you can imagine oh, four? that same if we're talking about that same developer battleborn was a was a big mistake Oh yeah, but that was not that was like a MOBA shooter thing that they experimented with. That wasn't really like a looter shooter in that regard, like where you have like campaign and multiplayer. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a MOBA, right? They, there was That's their experiment yeah. in in the MOBA yeah. world. It was like an Overwatch MOBA, and they thing. had really cool looking heroes and stuff in there. Like I was kind of I was kind of hyped for it, but then Overwatch came out, and I was like, oh, is that? <laughs> I haven't even thought yeah, about that game in quite some time. Not I do, until I, I saw him on uh, Ready Player One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do want to hype up Destiny just a little bit because Bungie just yeah. released a TWAB uh, this week at Bungie. Their weekly up, their TWAB this week at Bungie. Um, I got you. <laughs> and it is early for some reason. We don't know why, at least, because it's, it's, it's on Thursday. It's uh, for the summit. It's for the summit. So it's got to be. And then here, here's... I just want to read this little blurb because this, this is what we want and this is me this is the hardcore players dream is having a meaningful end game whereas not everything's handed to you via clan engrams or just like doing one weekly a week and just getting the the highest gear what we want is a grind and they're going to provide it to us meaning that uh, i'll just sum this up basically the there's a remember that soft cap like you started earning stuff and then it started slowing down, like you, the, the item level. Well, they're going to raise the cap and then they're going to make it hard to get to a certain point and then they're going to make it harder to get to the highest level, right? So it's uh, easy, medium, hard, and only the hard people are going to get, the people that are really dedicated to the game, playing weeklies, raids, and trials are going to get the highest gear gear sets. Um, that's that's me says a lot because they're really thinking about the end game. The people that want to play this weekly want to earn that high level gear. Mm-hmm. So something to think about. It's all in the TWAB. Please go read it if you're a, a Destiny fan. And I would say the, there's there's a couple of videos that I think will blow your mind. This exotic weapon changes. They're saying, hey, we want to put power back into the uh, into the player. <laughs> Watching these, like uh, they they re- they did graviton lance. Remember, have you played with Graviton Lance at all? Mm-hmm. It was like underwhelming, right? Yes. Watch this video. But that's because the rest of the game was also underwhelming. <laughs> Watch Man. this video. It puts okay. power back into it puts power back into the player, along with uh, the Rat King. 
Raking's like, oh, well, it's just the handgun. Everyone has it, whatever. Yeah. Now, if you all have it, it turns into a... It's just a fun, fun uh, experience. And I just go ahead, go ahead and watch that, too. All in the TWAB. Hi, so, I, do you think it's fair to say that Destiny 2 really was like a year too early? Based uh, upon... Had, yeah, they've admitted, and I've, I've said this before, is they rushed they rushed that development they they you know they came out with a, an unfinished product with bugs obviously mm -hmm. and they're just trying to fix it now we're same with destiny one it's the same with destiny one they rushed it they tried to fix it they got to a point they released taken king everything's great i think it's going to be the same thing that was my prediction and now it's it's basically happening again okay well like i said hopefully they can uh write the ship they will and you'll, you guys will be back, rating with me. <laughs> yeah, it we'll is a, I have to admit, it was very fun at the beginning until I ran out of things to do. Well, so. I just I wasn't motivated to do the grindy parts because, you know, I was already kind of maxed out fun. from the, you know, from the raid. Like I only went on one raid, maybe two with Andrew. Okay, and what would what would make you come back? Uh, what would make well, re really more people playing it that I play with regularly. Um, okay. And, and MMO, truthfully, really? it would be a little more fun for the weekly stuff. Like, I don't mind logging in and doing my chores like I used to do in Destiny 1, you know? Okay. So, more meaningful gameplay. Yeah, you. definitely. Yeah. Okay. And Brandon, what do you, how about you? Uh, I, need, I need some, some content, some substance. So, uh, end game more more meaningful gameplay more meaning more meaningful yeah i mean like there's no like there's no reason to do like the destiny equivalent of dungeons or anything like that we can just do the raid mm -hmm. i mean uh, there's just there's to me it feels like there's not many reasons to do anything yeah well it, it feels, feels like less of a game than destiny one in terms of just stuff to do okay Okay. I think it's that's I think that's tough, but I th those are the things we've been talking about for a long time. So I want to yeah. beat a dead horse on that. I'm just know. saying they promised those things, and it, it is eventually happening. So that's why I'm trying to yeah. hype that up for you guys. I mean, I already paid for the game. I own the game, so if yeah. the changes do ever come along, I own the expansion. We'll see if I if I play it or <laughs> yeah. not. You know, nice. a lot of it will come down to, you know, what they do. But let me tell you about a game that is right now worth your time and All money right, and investment time? and this was a game that i would have passed over a million times and never thought twice about on like a steam curator uh mm -hmm. stream and it's called slay the spire and it seems like it sounds like so basic but it's really quite ingenious in the way that the gameplay is done like it's almost it makes this, so much sense is this new so yeah, it's a relatively new game. Um, it's been out for, I'd say, a few months probably. Um, I've uh, let's see if I can get an exact one for you. Um, but I was, uh, oh, never mind. I'm not gonna be able to do it. Um, it's it's been out for at least a few months, maybe okay. a year. Um, but it's um, it's essentially you're given a hand of cards from your deck, right? And it's got all these different uh, abilities in there, like put up a shield, like give yourself defense, attack for three, you know, that kind of thing. So very basic stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But if you've ever played the game Star Realms, and I know Andrew has, uh, the point of that is to kind of mill your way through the cards and get new cards in there and get rid of your basic 
crappy starter cards. So it's a deck building game while also being kind of a roguelike exploration game. So you're working your way through this progression through a tower and, and facing all these different enemies. In addition to enemies, you're also like coming across like treasure chests and, you know, uh, puzzles that you have to try to solve through, you know, what, what are you going to do? There's some risk taking. Um, you can think of it as basically like any kind of dungeon delve is like, okay, well, how far do I go before it's just, I run out, right? Like you just, you run out of health or you run out of uh, cards or whatever the case might be. So uh, you unlock new cards every time you you kill something. And you, of course, as you unlock them through treasure chests, there's a ton of customizations and there's a, I don't even know how many different hero types there are. Right now I've got kind of like a, a normal like paladin type and a guy that does uh, like a rogue. So very different types of gameplay that's available right off the bat. But there's tons more heroes that you can actually play as. And each of the fights are very quick. You know, you're only talking a few minutes for each one. So you can go through, do a couple fights, put on pause, come back later, you know, for a little, you know, for more of a, another session. Um, and it'll hold that place for you. Um, it's super repeatable just because of the number of heroes and the, the fact that it's so randomized, like your progression through the tower. And one of the best things about it is it's really inexpensive. It's only $16 uh, mm. for the game. And that's like full price. That's not like a sale price or anything. Um, mm. You can play for hours. Um, in fact, we were talking a little bit about Crispy uh, earlier. Uh, he said, yeah, I'll go ahead and try out the game. And he started at like seven o'clock in the evening and up playing to like three in the morning. Wow. Just like held his attention. I've never really, I've never really heard that from him too. So that's some, that's some saying something right there. Yeah. And, you know, I kept getting pressure to try it. So I went ahead and gave it a shot. Man, it's so much fun. So I'm going to pressure you guys into it. Um, oh, it sounds a lot like, yeah. uh, I don't know if you guys have put it, but the Hand of Fate game. Yeah. Yep. I think there's a sequel Similar. right now. That's a lot like that. Similar to that, but I think a little more polished and definitely, I think, more of a storyline that goes along with it. Okay. And okay. the types of enemies that you fight, I think, are a little bit more ingenious because you have to figure out. Not not just like you can't just go up there and be like, okay, I'm gonna throw down like all these attacks and, and beat them. You also have to, you know, do like counters and you have to say, okay, this is their weak spot, or or hey, there's some enemies paired up and you have to figure out, okay, which one's the bigger threat? You know, how do you huh. go through and do it? So you're thinking your way through each of these battles. It's uh it's really interesting. So I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Uh that's my nice. great level. So I think it's a great game, especially for the price. I I I, I don't see how you could get much better value. Nice. nice, I like it. Now, like what, I'm going to play it. Hmm. hmm. Is it on mobile? <laughs> no, it is a Steam uh, game. Uh, yeah, it's available on Steam. Uh, like I said, for sixteen dollars. So, it might sound kind of mobile, but you really shouldn't compare it because uh, it's not really fair to it because the game is so deep and there is so much there. Um, you know, if you look at it it doesn't really jump off the page at you in terms of graphics or anything, but right. when you actually play it is when you, when the kind of ingenious nature of the gameplay starts really becoming apparent, like, Oh man, I got to manage this deck of cards. I got to manage my health. I got to manage this, uh, these relics that I get that give me, you know, inherent powers all the time. So fun game. Why crispy. Why I would like it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely very, very meta. Uh, and lots of, um, micromanaging. Hmm. I like micromanaging. Mm-hmm big on those kind of things. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Very cool. I think it'd be worth checking out. 
Speaking of checking stuff out, you guys watch that new Lost in Space TV show? I'm going to start it tomorrow. Well, then let's hold off for next week then, because I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm still going through. And um, it, I'm digging it so far, but I'm still pretty early on. Um, I actually started another show. That's why I haven't really... I will. I finished it today, but I haven't really. Okay, I check that. Yeah, well, uh, that's one. It's not really nerdy. I don't talk about it too much. But if you guys haven't watched Atlanta yet, it's a good show. Oh, Atlanta's awesome. It's a good show. And you're not too far from there, it. so it, it no, it's very relatable. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely its own. It's it's uh it's very funny, very funny show. Unfortunately, the only TV show I can uh, rate is kids on the kids side of Netflix. So I. <laughs> Sarah and Duck, amazing kids show. Yeah, but don't they have that new yeah. one, the the Beat Bugs or whatever? They all play all Beatles I songs. I, I thought that one wasn't too bad. One. I don't watch that one. Oh, they play Beatles songs. But, so that's kind of fun. Okay, tell me a little bit about Lost in Space. You don't have to get too in depth, but just give me like kind of the stuff. Yeah, maybe well, tell me about what's going on. So, because I don't think I've ever seen the original. Okay, so that's what I was gonna say. Is if you've ever seen the original or familiar with the original. You know, there, there's a lot going on there in terms of uh, kind of historic, um, iconic TV show there, right? You've got, you know, Danger Will Robinson and, you know, everything else from there. So it's a family, the Robinsons, and they are uh, lost. Uh, they were going oh, to... In es- space? Yeah, they were, they were evacuating Earth. And they, uh, with, a, with a bunch of other families... And they got separated uh, from the other ships and became, you know, lost titular in lost in space, right? Title so, title card. So what they're doing yeah. is they're looking for a planet that they can go inhabit. And they keep finding ones that seem like they would be, and this is, this is the old show. Uh, they kept finding ones that looks like that might work, but then there'd be like something terrible about it that they'd have to leave and go to some other planet. Like, oh, we got here and it's great, except like, you know, there it's gonna explode in five weeks. You know, we so it's like a Gilligan's Island, but in space. Kind of, to an extent. Instead but of escaping their, it was to never funny. Like it was always like a I serious tone. And what really struck me is that this new one is not only serious, but it's super dark. Um, oh wow! It's really dark in terms of the way they approach some things. Like there's, hmm. I you know I don't want to give away any spoilers or anything, but they they make you think it, people could die at pretty much any time. So huh. I think they're going with a kind of, I won't say Game of Thrones, but they're going with a different type of approach to the way that they do this. Um, special effects are great. Man, they, they put, the money went into the special effects. If they didn't go into the cast, they went into the special effects. So uh, it's a yeah, I don't know who gritty. this person is, but I've seen an image of one of the characters and it looks like uh, the Gath from Mass Effect. Yeah. Yeah, de- I guess what I would totally expect it to like, you know, like if Mass Effect was live action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely looks like a Mass Effect TV show. Um, so, yeah, that that'd probably be the best way to maybe talk about it, is if you can think about when you get to these planets and you find all these people dead in a, a Mass Effect game. That's probably what uh, you know started off like. Huh. So, uh, I think it's cool. Um, way too early to do a, a full review on it or anything, but um, uh, I think it's worth looking into and netflix is promoting the hell out of it anyway so uh you can't yeah. help but find that i'll definitely uh check that out i'll like i'll, I'll start i'm gonna start right start mm-hmm. it uh, tomorrow yeah so but, uh, 
we're getting very close to a big event uh in mm-hmm. life and uh, as as we've been doing every week we're going to continue our uh marvel uh i guess kind of like a countdown to uh maybe the end of the world for some of our favorite characters but uh yeah. with another comic review yeah so um yeah it's that time of the show i'm going to talk about the uh third series in the infinity uh gauntlet um storyline uh there's four total uh one just came out so i'll be reviewing that next week and that'll be the final Ooh, called infinity it's like the perfect because yeah maybe comes out right after that that's perfect exactly that one's called infinity siblings and i'll be uh going over that uh next week huh. but this one is called just infinity and it came out in 2013 uh so if you're following a along, lot a lot more modern than the other ones yeah by about 20 22 years so it's a it's a huge jump and i think that's probably what's most noticeable is that there's a lot of characters that you don't recognize from the first one the focus is not on the mutants like it was back then like where you know at the time the cool things were x-men and spider-man and while you know spider-man's still obviously still pretty cool the x-men are not quite as in the focus point anymore marvel's kind of shifted their you know who who they feature um so uh the main storyline is that thanos uh returns to invade earth um and it's actually kind of funny because as he's talking about invading earth his henchmen are kind of like are you serious like every time you do this it doesn't work (laughs) so there's a little bit of humor in there which i thought was cool um but it is a darker comic versus the original one um the storyline is much much different in the way that they present things i i had uh given lower reviews to the previous series just because they felt old um Mm -hmm. and that of course is not a problem here um it feels very modern very fresh uh the you know the art is really nice uh but they also take advantage of some of the special effects they can do now with computers to give it like greater depth and you know just more impressive uh coloring the amount of uh heroes in this series is just it's staggering there is you know the avengers and the x-men um as we'd expect but there's also a group called the inhumans are you guys familiar with them so oh, yeah, they had a really terrible TV show that had a really terrible TV show well. <laughs> that they Marvel really counted on to be awesome because they are a linchpin of modern Marvel nowadays. Uh, they were created uh, years and years ago by this uh, this stuff called Terrigen Mist, and that will come up in the storyline. Uh, but essentially, it transformed them from just normal people into um, super powered beings, uh, godlike even. Uh, there's another group called the Illuminati. Um, if you haven't heard of that, that's essentially um, the smartest people of the uh, Marvel Universe. So that's like uh, Reed Richards, Black Panther, Tony Stark, Doctor Strange, Namor. Um, they all come together and they make decisions about the fate of the Earth and how the heroes are going to approach. So they kind of control things from behind the scenes. And it's unclear who really knows like who the Illuminati really is. Uh, Thanos also hmm. has this kind of uh, ground, like this like shock troops called the Black Order. And that will apparently also be in the upcoming movie. So yep. um, if you're curious to maybe get a little bit of a sneak peek about what the Black Order is all about, uh, you can see that in this series. Um, there's also the return of Captain Universe, uh, which if you haven't heard, basically it's someone with the 
power of the universe, um, nearly limitless. It just so happens that she's also kind of crazy. So she says some things and people don't know whether to take her serious or just ignore her. So it's kind of interesting. Um, and there's a guy called Ex Nihilo, Nihilo. And I have no idea where this guy came from, but uh, <laughs> he, he's basically a full golden suit guy with a, uh, with a horn, with a, with a set of horns. So never seen him before in my life. Brand new character to me. Um, he, but he's apparently very important to the series. So um, it'd be good to maybe be familiar with him before you start reading. Um, so Thanos, as I mentioned, is going to come back to Earth. Uh, he enlists the um, the abilities of a of a character named Outrider, who's basically like a creepy looking Spider Man, and his power is that he can go and steal secrets out of people's brains, and he basically drills his fingers very graphically into the side of people's brains and looks for things. Oh. Um, so. Oh. Uh, as he's going through and even visiting some of the heroes, uh, he's trying to figure out like where the infinity gems are. So it always comes back to these infinity gems. Um, as I mentioned, you know, it's a much darker series. Um, there's some gore, there's some violence, uh, just some things that you should be aware of. I got a feeling this is what the movie is going to be uh, based on um, huh. more than anything else. I feel like this will probably be, they will crib most of the stuff from here, mainly because Thanos is coming to Earth, and we know that's going to happen from the from the trailers. And we also know that the Black Order is involved. So it'll be interesting to see if they bring up concepts like the Illuminati or if they bring in the Outrider. And I really don't know what they're going to do with the Inhumans, but I think it'd be cool to see them you know, take another run at the Inhumans. Just forget that TV <laughs> show and just do a proper movie. So. Now, does does this fall is like is there a coherent storyline with this one to the other ones, or is this one kind of like a maybe a soft reboot? Yeah, so this so they don't get rid of anything uh, with the original uh, series. Uh, they they leave. So all before those this, there. Thanos is still being a farmer and doing yeah, still being thing. a still being a farmer, still doing his his thing. Um, uh, but what I will say is that the results of this book change everything in the marvel universe um in fact without you know it's not a spoiler anymore because they've got series and everything else from it but they actually flood the entire earth with this terrigen mist that i was referring to earlier and the majority of the population of earth becomes super powered and somewhat godlike so they basically just like turn it up to 11 <laughs> in terms of the weirdness uh with the series <laughs> Uh, they also kind of fracture time and space and some things that were there are no longer there. And uh, they kind of re kind of change things around. It also puts the Inhumans kind of uh, forefront in terms of like being the power family of the uh, Marvel universe. So it really positions them to be pretty awesome. And unfortunately that TV show really ruins what could have been, you know, a nice lead up to a good movie uh, something that probably would have been similar to like Guardians of the Galaxy in terms of a surprise for people. So, hmm. um, so I this was actually free to read with my Comixology subscription. Um, normally, it is a $40 um, uh, trade paperback because there's a thousand pages uh, in this cow. comic. So I had to do a little bit of skimming, you know, full, you know, full disclosure. I didn't read everything, but I did read the main storyline and uh, yeah, there there are so many comics that tie into this. It is a uh, a ton of detail, and 
I think if you start reading now, you might finish it in time for the movie. <laughs> um, but considering that you can read it for free under Comixology, I think it's a great way to get started. Um, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 just because if nothing else, it's just such a tentpole story for where the Marvel Universe is right now. And I really can't wait to see what's going to come up next week with Infinity Siblings. Cool. Nice. Very cool. I'm excited to hear about it. I like this. The growing yeah. height. Yeah, give me some, the yes. some background <laughs> for the movie. <laughs> nice. All right. Cool stuff. Well, uh, is, it my, is it my week now? I believe it's your week. Because last I'd... week, yeah. Yeah, last yeah. week was me. Yeah. And we got it, right? Yeah. Well, I picked a pretty easy one. So. <laughs> well, I think the one I just came up with is probably pretty easy, too. But yeah, it's World of Warcraft. <laughs> well, all right, boys. Uh, talk to you guys next week. Yeah, well, we got no. it. All right, well, let's go ahead and do this then. Let's uh, yeah. let's, um... head it up. Let me pull some info up. Yeah. So, so I get correct yes and no's. Notice the amount of keys he's typing, and then we will know the game. Right, I'm counting, counting, counting. He's typing it very lightly, so mm-hmm. he can't know. <laughs> well, let's, let's find out how how modern or not modern this uh, this game is. So, uh, was this released after the year two thousand? Uh, yes. Okay. I like modern games. Yeah. Go with that. We're, and we're getting modern, although that's still almost twenty years. After two thousand ten. No. Okay. Right. So we got our decade. We got our decade. Um, seems like we felt we come in here a lot. Um, so we and, should know this. We're experts. So. Yes, we are experts. So let's let's find out maybe a little bit more. So is this a um, is this a console exclusive? If this is a console exclusive. Okay. Okay. So now we just got to figure out which console. So we got. <laughs> He's a PC gamer. I know it. I feel it. So maybe on PC. I don't know. You think his. You think the console exclusive is going to be on PC? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I technically, noticed... I mean, PC exclusive. I, I, I just noticed this. Thank you for... <laughs> just for that, I'm going to ask if it's on PC. No. <laughs> okay, is this, um, let's say, PlayStation exclusive? It is not. All right. Is it a is it a PC? Well, I don't want to say a PC because we just talked about that. But he said it. He might have said it's like platform exclusive. So uh, I'll just guess. Is it is this a uh, Xbox exclusive? No. Okay. That's okay. what I was thinking. See, so it had to be PC. Well, it could be um, Nintendo. Ah, all right. Is it Nintendo exclusive? Yes. Okay. Okay. There we go. All right, let's uh, let's try and narrow this down then. So, is this um, was this game on the Wii? No. Okay. Okay. So we're this on the cube. 60... Okay, the cube. Yeah. Okay. It um... might be sixty-four, but I think it's cube only. Yeah. For that time frame. I'm gonna say that too. Yeah. No, I mean eh, there's probably like a little bit of overlap. So yeah, I think it's worth let's finding type... out. Let's go type of game then. Type of game. Well, let's find out. So was this on? Uh, was this on GameCube? It was not. Okay, so this is a 64 game. A late 64? Really late? Really yeah, late. Gotta be. Now looking at chat, chat came up with a good question that we just asked. They're on a little bit of a delay. I mean, I forget. They got handhelds too. Oh, that's true. Okay. What was out then? 
But why is he <laughs> why is he giving us hints? Because um, he's probably thinking we're not gonna get this. Could be. Because <laughs> nah, D- I've I'll never I haven't played DS games. I played DS, so um, I have not played is this a? It, it, so let's just let's just find out for sure. So would this be a uh, is this a Nintendo sixty four game? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't no, gonna. That's why that. he threw us off. This is a waste of yeah. questions. I got. Yeah, you. I'm like ah. Okay, so let's stick with sixty four. So, so what was on back then? Andrew, this is your wheelhouse. This is where you live. Yeah. So I, there's a lot of first person shooters in that time and some RPGs. No. Uh, there was there was some sports not, games. No. There was some. So there's a lot of sports games, racing games. Yeah, racing games. Resident Evil is on there, so a bunch of um, stuff. We can go, we can go with pub- publisher or at least developer. Was made by Rare. No, because they they did a lot of games. They did a ton so. of games for that. Yeah. Uh, let's find out what type of game it is. So was it a? Um, w- would it be a 10, by the way. action game like action adventure? No. Okay. I've if we wasted a lot on type, then there's a lot of genres there. Well, I mean, you Again. got like racing, and you got yeah, there was a lot of things for the '64 after the year after the year 2000. Though, I mean, it was really waning at that point. It was, yeah. I would say there was a lot of FPSs. No, not a lot of FPSs, but. Yeah, that was like a perfect dark, right? Remember that? Yeah. There was yeah, Forsaken, but that, that, I'm not sure if that, that was late. I want to say so, those were all prior to Turok, 2000. Because this yeah. is after 2000. Okay. So we're talking, you know, this this had been out for four years. The only definitive one that I know was released back at after 2000 was like Paper Mario. Yeah. That was like definitive after. Like it was like right at the edge. Of, okay. Well, let's. I still think we need to find out which type of game it is. But we can also say if it's like a first-party Nintendo platform or game. That's a good question. So, would this be a first-party game, meaning developed by Nintendo? No, it is not. Okay. Hmm. So we got third-party. Limit my my knowledge on that lot of stuff there. So that's definitely not Paper Mario. So not an action adventure, which I think Paper Mario would fall into. Um, and but, also not first public the first party yeah so yeah not rare so that, let's that try to find out gets all i feel it. like we still need to find out what type of game it is so let's you can ask if it's an fps does is it i would not not fps but is it a shooter no is it no, an rpg it? yeah all right thanks lynn we got chat helping yeah. us out thanks, giving lynn. us the good way questions. to go chat good job guys how, how many questions is that that's 15. No right. way. Uh, That's okay. We got RPG late on that. I think you can there's a there's a there's not that many 64 game RPGs, right? No, there isn't. Which is kind of kind of scaring me because I don't know any Okay, is this critically acclaimed? Was this higher than at least uh, No, no, uh, is that the question we were really No, wanting? I need to know because in this case if if it if it's less popular, then I how it, I would have no idea, and we have to start coming up with different questions. I, I will I will say that it is above ninety percent. Okay, so then it's that. well known, absolutely yeah. well known. We should know it. We should definitely know this. So, I mean, 
you can you can go with as a part of a series. I exist over a ninety man. Is this a like may I ask a series? A franchise? Still going on today? That sort of thing? Maybe Rob? What do you think? Yeah, sure. Okay. So which one? Which one? Uh, Series or probably series one? Yeah. All right. Is this part of a series? Yes. Yes. I wonder if it's like was Final Fantasy or something. I don't know. No, they 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 didn't have any Final Fantasies on the sixty four. I remember, I remember. Um, Star Oceans or Star Ocean wasn't on that either. That was another Square game. There was Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles or something. On that 64? might be Cube. Though. No, I think it was Cube. I think like it was Cube. Pokemon. Oh, Pokemon could be right. Was this is Pokemon Stadium considered an RPG? No, I wouldn't. No. No. Um, Majora's Mask was that time frame, but that's an action adventure. That's not an RPG. Yeah, yeah. Got got the nods. I, I got the nods. So we're we're still in. <laughs> it's above above a ninety. This is this is something that's really bothering me. Yeah, this it, has it, to be it, like one of the best games that yeah, ever came and out of the sixty four. And I don't want to say something like is it is it because there were not a lot of mature games. So it's not mature. There was like ogre. There was like ogre battle was a was one I think for them but that I don't know if that was I was going to say like maybe Gauntlet Legends Gauntlet Legends did not get it at 90 There's that no wouldn't be an RPG it. anyway it would I, I think it was RPG no it was a that was a hack and slash hack and slash okay yeah Oof, Pokemon 90%. is turn based if, if I miss this game then I'll be surprised that's, what, that's what's bothering me um, yeah you're, you're the Nintendo 64 expert that's what Banjo Tooie's obvious action adventure. Yeah, no, not that one for sure. Um. Okay, is this? What would you say like real estate? Like, how about the world? That so we can get more of a. Uh, we just got a hint in chat that Pokemon would be considered an RPG. I was just that's not really. Yeah, I was just <laughs> talking about that. Oh, Pokemon with like red and blue, obviously, or blue and yeah, silver. Because he said turn based. I just want to yeah. like turn based is RPG. Yeah. For those who And don't. I'm gonna assume back then the technology back then is mo- mainly turn based of some sort. All 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 RPGs yeah. back then were turn based. Yeah, there is there's there was no not many differences in there. So let's see. How about was this a futuristic setting? It is not. Okay. Do you collect small woodland animals and put them in the spheres? No. Pokemon. I'm asking if it's Pokemon. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I'm going to count that one. Unless you want me to count that one. No, no, it's all good. Well, where are we at? How many do we have? It depends on how many we have. Uh, well, that would if that was a real question, that would be 18. So no, don't, please. No, no. Um, so the, the, the idea, okay, I'm, I'm thinking of just narrowing it down by at least getting something in the game that I can remember. If you can get like a weapon of some sort and enemies of some sort, that sort of thing, that might help me. So I would have probably giving one of the questions you guys asked, if I were playing the game, I probably would have lost it right then and there because of one of the ways I had to answer a question. Lost it? What do you mean? Like I I wouldn't have been able to figure out what game it is because of a way an answer had to be. 
That's very shocking. I didn't know this until I looked it up. You're saying are they like the actual genre? That is that the one you're talking about? No, 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 no. It's not the genre. No. So which which question? I'm kind of curious now. No, I'm not gonna. Not gonna <laughs> Wait, what's the answer to the to the? Oh, it's, what's the, it's the developer what's who the... developed? I would have thought Nintendo developed this, but they didn't. Oh. Ah. What? That doesn't help me at all. Okay. Is is Mario in it? Mario is it? Is it Paper Mario? It's Paper okay. Mario. Because that I knew, I knew it. Oh knew. man! It's developed by Intelligent Systems. Oh my goodness! I did not know that. I did not know that. Yep. And it released. Uh, it actually released in Japan in 2000, and then in North America in 2001. Interesting. See, I know this stuff. I know this stuff. <laughs> I'm actually. I picked that game because I'm actually. Uh, planning on playing through it on my raspberry pi so. oh nice very cool that's such a yeah. good game like only honestly good, the yeah. the best paper mario if not because that was a true rpg thousand your door is pretty good oh is it okay that's good thousand your door is really good cool well apparently intelligent uh intelligent systems also makes fire emblem uh wars and the paper mario series so they are closely affiliated with nintendo and they, uh, they actually aware. are headquartered at Nintendo Research Center. Hmm. So they are actually on Nintendo's platform. And if you look at the games that they've actually made, uh, so as I mentioned, you know, Fire Emblem being a pretty big one, um, they've also got Advance Wars. Oh, wow. And yes. WarioWare. Okay. So Your they, uh, yeah, they make a lot of games that I'm really big on too. Dragon Quest Wars. I don't know what that really is. They made a Mario Kart game. Did they? they Which did. Mario Kart? Super Circuit for the game. Oh, and that wasn't. I, I like that one. Um, I don't think it was as good as you know eight. They made Super but Metroid. It was good. Honestly, that's a great choice. It's a game. Like it, it was. I remember that on the sixty-four. It was great. It's a great game. So I, I go go through the playthrough again. See, tell me if it's like just as great as if mm. you first played it. I wish I had a CRTV to play it on. Oh, yeah. I get like, the true yeah. experience because it kind of looks very bad on the, the full color. Oh, does it on these 1080p <laughs> screens? <laughs> well, good job, Andrew. You uh, you push forward with it. You knew it was. You didn't Mario. believe me. You didn't believe me, did you? Yeah, when you never. I would not Mario have gotten it. Up, and you're like, oh, it's action adventure. I'm like, oh, but it's but it's it's an RPG, turn based RPG though. Because <laughs> I was really wrapping my head around. It's the only RPG. It is the only RPG. <laughs> yeah. I have a gap there in terms of the 64. So I played the original 64 stuff, but then I got mm-hmm. rid of it and played um, like Dreamcast and PC pretty much exclusively ah. after that. So 64 has always been my like, I mean, favorite console, but mm-hmm. most of everything. Rip, rip. So Dreamcast. You, I would say check out some of those other games you might have missed out on, Rob. Because you're missing some good. Yeah, I might have to, right? So, but uh, yeah, I'm fiending for another Paper Mario. Hopefully, they get one for the Switch. I feel like it's a good platform for it. They did one on the 3DS. Oh, yeah. No, no that was Paper Jam. Those right? are awful. Those are mm. awful. The Wii ones. Are they took away. Great. They took away. It made it an RPG and made it into a kind of like a classic Mario type game. A button masher too, like. Yeah, like a button. Masher. It's just. Takes away what made Paper Mario unique. Gotcha. All right. Well, yeah. I think uh, I think that that's might just, about do it then for it. us, right? But yeah, good job, so Andrew. Is it time and for my plug? It is time for <laughs> your 
Yes. Let's plug it up. All right. Well, so we have a community, a great grown community. Um, we recently did a clan purge of over 2,000 something people um, for, des- for our Destiny clans. Um, I'm strictly speaking for Wrath Incarnate and in our community of Pixelpub. Um, this is to generate more interest in getting more active players inside the community, which is ha- it has done. So I've seen a lot of I've seen over 100 people just already join, uh, get get into some raids, and have a, a great community around that. So I invite you guys if you're part of Destiny, still playing Destiny, we have some people um, join up, and that's all on PixelPubGaming.com. That's PixelPubGaming.com. That's our main site, official website. It has all the de- details on the front page. For all the games we play, I want to plug World of Warcraft as well, since Battle for Azeroth is coming out, and we know that we're going to get into that really hard because they they Blizzard just released uh, some some news about the community um, new UI, and it looks great. It looks fantastic. Of course, we also want to plug our in-house guild, the Battle Jamas. They'll be doing like mythic raiding and doing individual awesome all the cool raids. raids. Yeah, so. We'll, we'll cater to casuals and hardcore alike. Absolutely. And PVPers. Absolutely. And of course, we have CF yeah. Thieves out there. We got ARC servers. We got um, Minecraft servers. All Minecraft. that, all that yeah. stuff is on the website. Go check it out. Join the Discord. Get in there. Get plugged in. We got some fun people in there. All right. Yeah, I haven't really cool. been able to get, like, you know, I haven't really been able to play many games lately, but I've always found really good dialogue, a lot of good conversation on the Discord. So. You know, whatever you're into, movies, anime, uh, comics, whatever, there's there's a home for it on the Discord. And there's a lot of people there that share similar interests. So, um, yeah, if you, even if you're just looking for someone to kind of chit-chat and, you know, BS with, you'll find it there. Yep, come join us, come join us. And, yeah, go join the, if you're already on the Discord or join the Discord, go check out the Pixel Pub, or the uh, We Talk Nerd Podcast channel and uh, talk to us. Give us some stuff to talk about. Yeah, I'll respond yeah, yeah. to any questions there. So, Rob, what's yeah, the next yeah. comic? Don't do any, Rob will, you, <laughs> will answer you guys. Yes, I will. And I also take recommendations too. So, uh, you know, I got a couple of recommendations from, uh, you know, from Thrust. We haven't talked much about Thrust lately, but uh, I haven't seen Thrust in a while. Uh, he, he's still on the on the channel. Um, Thrust, watch for questions. Yes, we should get his opinion on it. <laughs> he talked about Lost in Space too. I was hoping to do a full okay. review for him, but just uh, didn't really have as much time being busy this week. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for us. Uh, I'm Abop, A B O P, and we'll see you guys later. See you. Bye.